1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast, I'm Jamie Flynn and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon and Graeme Young. On the pod today, we reflect on Brendan's comments on Armstrong Okoflex. Another one who could be in line for a start is Filip Benkovic, who played 90 minutes for his international side. We have a look at Celtic's Europa League opponents as it kicks off a week today and Scott Brown is in line for a new contract, we discuss that. Alright, gents. Um Celtic's transfer window seen a few bizarre transfers um and a few that were quite uninspiring. One in which for me was Armstrong Ocoflex. He was sort of announced towards the end of the window. I think it was actually maybe the day after, even though he'd been there. had been there for about a month. He'd been there, <laughs> he'd, been there he'd been there for a month. Yeah. Um but you know, Brendan Rodgers came out midweek and he says, you know, he could be in line for a start, he's impressed with him, he's 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 got a challenge to make the transition, but he likes what he sees so far. Graeme, what do, you, what do you make of this and how do you compare it to his comments on Daniel Arzani, which he wasn't so flattering
0: about? Well, I think that's quite an interesting point, uh, mentioning Arzani. Obviously, heralded young player coming in to make a big difference, not to to maybe somewhat like Charlie Missonder. Mm. Uh, but the comments to <laughs> Chris Davis were uninspiring, to say the least. I yeah. think he's going to have to bide his time to make an impact to Celtic. Boy Armstrong, Oak Flex, obviously. I think at the time, Arsenal, there's a couple of guys that really focus on Arsenal's youth team, eh... Uh, Spoke very highly of him A couple of other players Who left When Emery took over Maybe Wenger Maybe the higher opinion of Some guys He's only 16 Very talented midfielder Attacking I think there's obviously A lot of potential But if Brendan Rodgers Rates him Look at someone last year That Kundai Benya That came in mm. Did okay to start But never looked like He'd ever really Made the grade itself If I was training With the first team Getting opportunities I think it's Reason to be excited And I think The player himself speaks He's pretty confident He's, he's highlighted Raheem Sterling Who made Quite an instant impact mm. at Liverpool under Rogers so it could be a talent, it could be something to get excited about and I think that's always
1: good at a team like Celtic when you get these young players if they've got potential to get a chance to play then why not? Mick, just before we move on to Okoflex, did you think the comments with about Arzani were a bit unfair or a bit unusual given that he did play in the World Cup, you know?
2: I think the Arzani won, I think it was unfortunate for the lad that he was caught up in the, the politics of the transfer window. Yeah. And there was a lot of kind of going on between Manager board and uh, listen, we're accused the media of overplaying these <laughs> things, but listen, the manager was not happy with the way the window was unfolding. Uh, Arzani, Celtic would have taken this lad if the chance came to get him every day of the week, mm. and so would and so would be in the Rodgers. It just so happened that it came in that the during that week when he he was becoming more vocal and public about his um, discontent with the window was going. So therefore, I think a couple of the comments were a wee bit barbed on Arzani. Maybe slightly unfairly on the lad because I think he has got pedigree. Everyone, I mean, we don't. Have, listen, we haven't seen much of him. We saw him little cameos at the World Cup. Um, Still the World Cup. Well, listen, listen. See, I hate that argument though. No, see, this, di- he played at the World Cup. No, so Saudi Saudi Arabia goalkeeper was forty five. Doesn't mean you go and buy him. But when you're <laughs> but, uh, 19 uh, going to play? Yeah, listen, I take, it, I, take I take your point. But listen, the World Cup is World Cup. I mean, see, the, the, the Egyptian. Sorry, the Egyptian goalkeeper was forty five. Doesn't mean you buy him because he played at the World Cup. Um, but listen, he's he's a guy who everyone seems to worry about. I mean a few of the guys in Australia um, the, the same kind of production line as like, t- Tom Rogic they say this kid has got ability and I think I think he might be a, a decent player but don't know we'll have to wait and see um, that's lad, from Arsenal 16 I don't think we'll see much here on this year let's be honest I, mean, I think it's okay to talk him up and um, certainly done a good job, probably selling the club to them mm. the come here. Um he might get a wee taste, I would suspect it'd be down the line. I wouldn't see I wouldn't imagine seeing him anytime soon. A wee bit surprised, that, uh, talking back to Arzani, a wee bit surprised he's not in the uh, Europa League squad announced last the other week. Um, I think they can bring in players under certain criteria, certain age, and all that stuff. And there's a bit of kind of movement that can happen along the way. But I, I thought maybe he'd may be in, in that list, might take him a bit of time as well to break through. But what is he, 19? you think he'll be seen. He's got a two-year loan deal, which sounds like a long time, but he's here to, to progress, you would think. Um, so we'll wait and see how that unfolds. But I think, just unfortunate his arrival came at a time when there was a little bit of fun games going on between manager and board, and deals getting done and not done. So we'll see. And I think that's a good point you make there
0: about... <laughs> really? Deve- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> it's written down. <laughs> I think that almost kind of hinders him for playing before Christmas because you imagine if they played away Hamilton in a few weeks time scores a couple of goals played really well you can't then he's not by playing him and then he's not been able to play in the Europa League it's really tough so yeah. it's probably after Christmas job until we the one thing
1: it, we it
2: depends if he can if he in classroom as a, as a category B player they're technically home if under certain ages and all that stuff, there is yeah. ways around this. Uh-huh. Okay. If they're a certain age and they're classed as a kind of developmental player you can part, okay. It depends how they're classified, so you can bring in these boys. Okay. Um,
1: but the one thing so that seems to the one thing that seems to you know increase the reputation of Celtic players is is no playing. And you know, if the if bubble if badification. Uh, Aye, and yeah, and if James Forrest starts to have a bad run, people will be looking at Alzani going, "But well, why is he not playing? He's uh, a he's a prospect." You know, it's
2: definitely a, it's definitely a thing at Celtic. It's the bubble badification of players. I mean, if I've had it in the summer. I mean, Dieter Boyata would have been chased out the door last April. In it's Mar- quite and quite a remarkable turnaround. Th- he it? spends a fortnight in the beach after the World Cup and becomes and I think he's Frankie <laughs> Um If the thing pound offer come in for, for <laughs> David Boyata in June, it had been with a pat at the back. Wish them all the best. But because of the, the way the window unfolded, he became he
1: became Franz Beckenbauer overnight and then um do, But do listen we, he's come back in he well, played, I, well, he's played, well, so he's played well he's played well. Yeah. Just uh, Graham on the on the centre back positions Benkovic played um midweek there. Do you do you think there's a do you think there's a place for him, do you think there's a starting berth for him? Yes. I think by all accounts, again, players
0: this good or that good, I think this is a real genuine talent. Mm-hmm. and players have looked at for a couple of years. We weren't able to get him. Look at the price, £13 million. That's what Leicester can pay. Harry Maguire obviously stayed on. Uh, they've got a couple of good options at centre-back, so Celtic have been able to get him. But I think he appears to be a player of genuine quality and Celtic need that. In like you looked at the Athens game and I don't know, boy, didn't play. But something that Rodgers has liked uh, recently is a three-five-two. 5 2 Yeah. And that probably helps him. Right back, think maybe is not the player he once was. Gamboa's up and down. Oh, it's a defensive liability yeah. so the three at the back you guaranteed Ayers got to play Boyat as well and Benkovic could be that third player he's made of a bit of pace power about him that lets you maybe play Forrest Tierney and Ian Fludger in midfield maybe a player like Malumbu can play with and Cham Brown a bit tighter and McGregor on the left suddenly you've got a team that's a bit more compact made to play away in Europe
2: maybe I wonder I mean he's, he's Another guy he's here to he's here in Scotland to play, hasn't he? I mean, he's a thirteen million pound signing for Leicester. He said they could have had him last year. Yeah, and um, it was interesting in him last year, um, coincidentally. I just don't know if is it, Benkovic. Would maybe he actually help someone like like Josip? Get him out his little funk that he seems to have fallen to the last of you know, twelve months. I mean, yeah um,
1: uh, It's a, you call it a funk, but you know, since the Rangers game, months ago, months further. He, he,
2: the, the qualifiers last year, I don't. I don't think he impressed the, the coaching staff with, with um his reluctance to play in on some of these pitches. And I think it was a Stanner. Yeah. Basically he used to at try at and avoid basically the plastic. He basically refused to you. play in a Stanner. Yeah. Um and he was told that he would need to and refused to play. Um I think it was did not end up I think it was higher it was chucked in the centre half that night. That's um in yeah, and beat on um and he refused to play it turned into a night that it should have been a, a, an easy night, turned into a pretty stressful night and I think I, I think that set him back a long way in terms of the management, I think. I think They weren't too impressed. Never really recovered from that. And then he came back in, like I say, he came back in the Rangers game. It seemed to be his last chance to win for him. But I just don't know if it I made mean, two of them seem pretty close. We saw him at down before the break, kicking about on um, another one that was announced long after he was in the building. Um, <laughs> was, the two of them were kicking about, looking quite chummy. So you don't know. Maybe maybe you maybe bring him out and, and get the best out of him. I don't know. Where does he slot in, no, though? That's, that's the thing Rogers has had said that Boyata and Ira will be his first is his first his best centre back pair. Um do he's, he's play right I'd like to see right side of a three, I don't know. Um Boyata, I don't know. I mean uh, this next it's gonna be interesting to see it. I mean he's come back and he's been terrific and his actually's been spot on. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds getting yeah. towards the January window. Um plus listen, did D- D- Boyata hasn't had the best injury record over the years, he's no. not he's not played a full season, uh, fitness free. Um, so there will be opportunities I imagine and and let's be honest he's, he's running a contract he's not really going to put his body through the line when if there's a chance in January to go anywhere so uh, you all got chances there to, for him to play um, in of, right in the middle of the defence, where he wants to play Do
0: you think there's a chance But I could pay a new deal or is it too late for that now it's just
2: a case <laughs> I, don't, I, I would doubt it I would doubt it. It depends on the season. He's still got to play well to get a move. Not a deal to move, but just a deal for sale. Too. Do you think? I, it's d- I would. I would doubt it. I think that's too much water on the bridge now for that one. Um, but then, I, 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 it's got old ground. I think so they should have cashed in when they, the chance. Um, it's just bad planning, isn't it? It was. I mean, he should have went to the World Cup with a for sale sign, he's back. Let's be yeah. honest. If he doesn't sign a contract for the World Cup, but you know what going. His plans are. Is if he's assessing his options you have to then go out and have a, a replacement. But listen, it's all, everyone knows that Silicon had three or four potential replacements lined up for the Champions League campaign. Even before I, I think even before that, because it, everyone knew certainly knew that Bayate was gonna be the World Cup and Lustig. They knew they were gonna be the World Cup didn't keep up on them. It wasn't like a shock World Cup was announced. Um like a, like one of these secret cinema jobs. <laughs> I mean it, it was always there for never eight years. <laughs> and yet Celtic acted as though this thing and just kept up behind them and oh. tapped them on the shoulder and it cost them in the end because it was um they couldn't sell until uh, the qualifiers were over
1: um i mean it's a high value backline we've got now you know when I often think when you hear celtic especially when the manager comes out and says we can't compete with the, the buying power of these teams. We, we don't have to now because we've got Boyata, which is 9 million. Somebody wants to pay for him. Benkovic, which is 13 but, million. Uh, 20 million wouldn't you get you Tierney. This is, this is a quality-back line, That's not an argument collapsed <laughs> in
2: Athens. I mean, the the, the thing about... Um, I, I don't get the argument either. If, if, if Boyata played, certainly, like, one when um, Athens, survived in I Athens. I agree with I don't, that. I, that. There's no evidence to suggest that's be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Boyata, when you get back through the, some of the European qualifiers, he's played in plenty. They didn't They didn't win. Um, mm-hmm. And plenty of European games that went badly, so that's not I don't think that's an argument. Plus, you had Simonovic and, and Henry. It's five million pound off the centre halves. Yeah, the, the Athens centre half didn't
1: cost five million quid. Do you, see mean, a, do you see a way back in the team for Henry now that Binkovic has pitched up? I think
2: you mentioned that, that that three that three four kind of three row or three three five two. you could certainly th- play. That. He has been playing the right side of that. Yeah. did at the start of the qualifiers, and I think maybe that's. Maybe, maybe a role for him.
1: Um, Do you think he's I, a bit out of his depth? Though, I mean, just as a supporter, I, I watch him. I think he's, he struggles a bit, especially at the, the European qualifier level.
2: I think he's, I think he's been lobbed in way too too soon. For I think, I think he became, I mean, he had to play a major role in the, the qualifiers, and I don't think he's ready for that mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a little bit unfair. The criticism he's had. I think he's been slaughtered. I mean, fans have written him off completely. And, yeah. Um, and I can understand why, because there's a lot of rawness in his game. I mean, there's another problem with the Athens home game, I think. Um, the first, maybe half, first hour, um, Tierney was was, was absolutely terrorising the fullback on the far side, but he also had to, to make 80-yard runs three times in the first half yeah. to bail out misplaced passes from, from Henry. And then by an hour, Tierney was on his knees, couldn't mm. he couldn't get forward, he was absolutely shattered, so the knock-on effect was, was actually probably concerted the game, because so he couldn't keep that intensity up in the second half, and... Goal
0: and just to mention the one, probably the one centre back in Scotland, Celtic, <coughs> <Southgate coughs> haven't been linked with. But I thought it was telling the other night watching someone like John Souter, who come through at on the night. was a passing centre half. You can see the physicality in these games; very strong. Henry's a player that's not at that level yet. Even someone that with John Souter to play for Scotland, I think. And at that level, then you put it towards Celtic, Boyata, Ayer. They're just ahead of Henry as a player. And I think for him, he gives the ball away too much. I don't think he's ready for. Prime time, so it's no,
2: playing he's, playing he's got he had, you look at him, he's got the height, the pace, good in the ball. You think he's got attributes, needs to be better defensively, and, and I think p- potentially better on the ball coming out. Uh, I think he takes too many risks at times, but he's a work in progress. But he's been put into a kind of key role early on, so it might maybe a bit of a backward step might, might help in the long run. Um, but it remains to be seen whether or not he's going to be a major athletic player in the future I, don't, I think it's still with well, Jury's well until he's still out now
1: did he make the Europa League squad I presume he did yeah, yeah. he did, he did. Um, and just before we move on at the Europa League we might and we're discussing centre-backs we might as well discuss mystery man Marvin Comper who somehow managed to survive the window um, despite there being a breath of talent there would he, would, he, would he see any future at all for him in any shape or form. Do you know actually <laughs> I think
2: I'm all I seem to be obsessed about having compot, right? I d I don't listen, he was in for it turns out it didn't cost any decent wages, but it didn't cost any any transfer fee. Um and it hasn't worked. He's turned up. And I think hearing what I hear behind the scenes that what, from what day one in do in train, here from the scenes day, scenes. One, <laughs> day one in training, it wasn't all that impressive. But that way. Um uh, arrived with a, a decent HCV, thought he could do a, a do a job as that kinda mature. Experience centre half, but he turned up and clearly not fit, didn't impress in training. and I think it's been written off as a, as Wh- a duff move. idea move Wh- Whose idea was it? Because well, it's, it's Lee Congleton's uh, contacts in Germany that came through, through <laughs> the, the, the head of recruitment, Who is the one in the firing line this summer. Um, but listen, it didn't work, and listen, there's millions of signs that don't work like that. Aye. Uh, I mean, see if you go back, I, mean, I think it looks at some of the people are talking they look at the John Park era as as a great year of transfers I mean Stephen Maloco and all these guys millions of guys came and came and went I would be more critical of the the Kouassi transfer yes I mean Kouassi costs 3 million pounds a guy who's came with, with a, as if he's going to be this this big star, and he's barely kicked a ball. I think that transfer, more than Marvin Compier, is one that should be looked at. The, the but Compier has is, been because at a time when they needed centre-half, and a half, so this guy arrived and no
1: one's seen him since. Yeah. It was 80 minutes he's played. Just, just on Kouassi there, you're, I think the word to sum up Kouassi is quite... Uh, it's erratic. He plays him one week I think against Hearts. I think against plays him against Zenit twice. I don't twice. think he's that bad a player. You I know don't know that, think he's that bad I a th- th- player.
0: I think and people laugh that sometimes I've been bigging him up when others maybe don't see his qualities. Mm-hmm. But the Zenit game... You could see he had a real purpose. He pressed high, and he's he's good in the tackle. It's better than someone saying, Cham, who's good as he is. Yeah. He can wriggle the ball away. He was playing high, pressing. The next week, he plays away. Zenit. He's terrible. The whole team's terrible. It's a classic Celtic away performance <laughs> in Europe. And that's it. He doesn't play for six months. I don't think the Hearts game... The but one now, castle this was, season. Yeah, abysmal. He was the worst player. Again, he was terrible. He's passing so bad at times. But I genuinely believe he's one of these players who... I'm not saying he's going to become world class, but maybe like a Jackson Irvine type player who, when he go- leaves Celtic, does better than you think. Yeah. I don't think he's a complete dud, but just it's obviously not working. He doesn't quite fit that defensive midfield role that Brown plays. Everyone says he's a Brown replacement, yeah. he could never do that.
1: He's not. That the was the, I think I'm pretty sure, the, sure that came for Brendan. No,
2: because uh, listen, I was asked about it last year, several occasions about him, and he, was, uh, he said, "Listen, this is the long-term replacement for, for Scott Brown," but there's no evidence to suggest that that's that's <laughs> going to happen at any point in time. Um, cause let's be honest. It, it looks like it's. It, I mean, now how long he's been there for now? He's been a, a, a couple of long time, yeah, and still not made any any impact at all. And so the last appearance for Ten Castle was pretty pretty abysmal. And listen, I get It's hard for the kid to come in every so often and, and make an impression. Um, but at some point it has to. At some point you come. Yeah. So at some point you've got to come in and go. Do you know what that, that kids got it and go around the team? Because um, Rogers listen, Rodgers doesn't stand in ceremony. He'll, he'll drop players that aren't performing. And he'll play people who are. Listen, you've seen it. When he, can I cast aside Scott Sinclair quite, quite um, yeah. brutally, having hung his hat on him for a season? Um, okay, he wasn't great. Last year, still top scorer. And then at the start of the season, he was told he was the main man again. Hardly seen him as a, as a starter so he's,
1: he's ruthless when it comes to picking his team I, I, don't, I don't think you can doubt now that Celtic do need a replacement for Brown he's certainly winding down um, part of me thinks that Malumbu coming in will maybe help Scott play less football this year but there was talk this week or today that uh, Brown's on the verge of a new contract how much longer do you think Scott Brown's getting on playing regularly for Celtic Listen, it looks it looks as, as fit now as he's been mm. Um I think
2: Scott I think he's never 100% fit I mean but he's play, you know, they'll say that himself he, he, he plays through most weeks in, in a, some degree of pain um, but I don't see I mean the role he plays now it's not called for big boss and runs of pace and all that stuff I mean he it, it, it it kind of plays at walking pace sometimes he's, he's so good at reading the game he has that, that classical centre midfield 35 or 33 year old centre midfield player so I can get another couple of seasons at him I'm not surprised he's got a new contract in fact I would I would imagine his next contract, they might start looking at more, even more. Co- He's done a bit of coaching behind the I think
1: that's the future for Scott Brown.
2: I think, I think so. I think I can see that. I mean, he seems, he seems quite content. He's such a big presence at the club as well. Um, I, mean, I think Brendan Rodgers. It's one of his first things he ever did. First thing as manager was just get him on board. Yeah. Because um, you need two choices with that kind of character. You either make him your best pal or take him at the back and put the boat gun through him. <laughs> And he chose the former. <laughs> um, maybe not the best. He's <laughs> <It's laughs> a violent ability. But you know what I mean, though? No, that's what you can do with these guys. You can either get them at the door or you can uh, get them on board. and take them on board and he's and he's been rewarded for it. Graham Scott Brown, he's getting better with age. Yeah, he's brilliant. He, he really is
0: a fantastic player. And I think uh, we'll touch on the Europa League soon, but this to me will be. Scott Brown's kind of not masterpiece but you'll see his, his qualities mm-hmm. he was in big games I think Rangers was a good example the other week Rangers much improved they're of a level perhaps Rosenberg with well a better team than Rosenberg but maybe just round about Salzburg Celtic dominated that game I think this is a group where they'll look to do that and I think Scott Brown gets another chance to show his qualities this is the type of games and he's still fantastic he's still he's not played a bad big game for Celtic in no. a long long time uh, everyone plays better when he plays well I, could, I think if Celtic get the chance to go for 10, he'll be playing until then and then he'll probably assess it from there on afterwards, but still one of the best players in Scottish football.
1: Absolutely, finally. absolutely agree, absolutely agree. Um, Europa League you mentioned that, that kicks off a week today as we record uh-huh. this, um, or is it a week tomorrow? On a the week Thursday? tomorrow, a week tomorrow um, Celtic, I've got the group with uh, both Red Bulls, Leipzig and Salzburg and uh, Rosenberg who I think we've played now six times in two years, and um, would he uh, would he how do face Celtic's chances in a group like that? Uh, I think they've got a good chance. I think
0: Leipzig, by all accounts, aren't the team they were a couple of years ago. Mm. Still got Forsberg, um, and Timo Werner as well, two really good players. But Keita was obviously a massive player for them. Their results have been a bit scatty. They I think since March onwards they haven't won more than two games in a row, struggling at times to kinda of get a run together. So I don't think it's like maybe coming up against a really good Dortmund team or a Bayern Munich, it's definitely a level below that. Schalke finished above them as well last season. So I think the real opportunity. Salzburg, a team who somebody similar to Celtic maybe dominate their league most years. But guys like Soriano and Manny and all these players, I don't think it's the same quality team that was before. And Rosenberg and Celtic are proving time again they're a better team. But the away game will be very important against mm-hmm. Rosenberg because they won the last year and they draw this year. They can't they need six points. That's but guaranteed you need to take the six points off Rosenberg because they're easily
2: beatable. Yeah, I think I think it's a decent enough group. Um Ro- Rosenberg I don't think it'll cause any problems. I don't think b- I think Rosenberg are limited at best. I haven't been there more times than I've been to Everness than the last <laughs> year. <now>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, say, I don't think they'll be a problem um at Rosenberg. Uh, not uh, not be it won't be a walk in the park, but they're, they're not they're not great. Um Salzburg and Leipzig like you say, Leipzig I think are toiling bottom half of the league in, in Germany so far. Um, they'll be decent, but listen, the German sides are be decent anyway. Um, but I think it's, it's a thing the three to get the two qualifying places. Mm. Um, definitely, no guarantees they'll, they'll finish top top two, but I think those three will be, be fighting it out for the places. But there's no reason why they can't get through the group. Not, I don't see. H-
1: How do you think Celtic fit in a group like that? Do you think that's maybe more their level than the the that's Champions me, League? Me, <laughs> the,
2: totally, the Europa League is kind of is viewed slightly kind of. Um, Kind of maligned by some people. And then, like you've seen the European campaign of Celtic fans are not born to turn up for a Europa League games. Yeah. Top tier getting shut and all that stuff. Just not interested. But it's a it's a decent competition and it's probably where Celtic are at this point in time. I mean, don't I forget if they did win it, they'd be in the group stage,
0: well, take away the whole. Yeah.
2: And I know that's obviously miles away,
1: but it's,
0: it's a real tournament. There to compete. You know yeah, yeah. Yeah. I it, mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: English teams take it seriously, Man U, Chelsea. Yeah. You know all these well, think Seville. They all. Burnley, Burnley, Burnley was
0: a good example. A team that tried, but ultimately. T- the effort of trying to make it all the way through, but imagine Burnley going all the way and getting there. It's a tournament yeah but a massive prize at the end of it. You're it's right, like there is
1: a bit of you know. snobbery about it here.
2: There is, but I don't know. I mean, it's th- when Celtic get to Champions League, and getting there is a, is a good achievement, but Celtic, like all the Champions Route teams, once they get there, they get splattered across the walls. <laughs> I mean, they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Champions Route, I mean, I'm surprised it's not being bolted shut. I mean, they still g- obviously lost a place now. Four teams getting into the Champions League through that route rather than five. I'm surprised they still get four these teams go there every year. I think... I, I went through it year on year. I do it every year. It's <laughs> a kind of torturous um, <laughs> um, stats job. But the amount of results... I, mean, I think four times in, in ten years that teams have qualified beyond the group stages from that Champions mm. route. And they get splattered. 8-0, 7-0, 6-0. At some point that becomes not much fun. Yeah. Whereas your know, are going to be more competitive uh, for a start. I think this year... Maybe one
0: more year of Champions League for them for safety. But I think it was getting to that point where... Say, Celtic haven't played Real Madrid in a long time, right? If they say they get Real Madrid in the group, everyone would love that. Yeah. different for Barcelona. But then you lose 7 0 or 6 0 or 5 0. becomes quite. I think Southwick were very close to that point anyway, where these games are at a good level. And that's exciting bit for Southwick because this should be a group. I'm not saying they will, but they should. Imagine they get 15 or 16 points, five wins in a draw. Yeah. It's not impossible. It'd be a big ask. It would mean bringing back that home big night, Parkhead, winning the games, go away and show a bit of something
1: as I well. I think there's a bit of work for the fans to do to get behind the team in this, because like you say, we seem to be, me, me as well, i would admit it, you know, you look forward to the Champions League and then you completely forget that there's these five and six and seven nils, but you still want yeah. to do it rather than you look at that and go, we might win that, but it doesn't turn me on as much. i <laughs> not interested
2: yeah. as much. I suppose there is that, there is that kind of crack on the air of anticipation, excitement, when you get, when teams like Bayern Munich and PSG come, because there's that kind of mentality, but what if... I give them a dull one, like Barcelona a couple of years ago. What if they beat the beat this mob and what? But the reality when it's <laughs> it usually dawns quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> especially these days. The
0: interesting <laughs> thing about that as well, the Manchester City game would be a good example. Where I don't think many people could see that coming. City that was just when Guardiola came in the door. But this was the norm well, under did, but a but kneel and Yeah, ten the, the ten the bounce. Exactly. There was um, there was a bit of fear in the, the air. Obviously. Yeah. G- after losing to Barcelona, but that's again that returned as well the bad result against PSG, the Barcelona away game, PSG away as well. But Celtic used to get big results at home in Europe, that was the non They would very rarely lose or even yeah, draw the, game, the games. The games, the game's no, that's the point, and that's what it's I mean. That's a it's different you know, world. Make up European football 100% now, change the last, even the last five years, I think. It's <laughs> But I it's think good. that's the point of the Europa League. I think that's what offers, again, gets back to Celtic under the lights, winning games. Yeah. i are not going to do it against Barcelona it, or PSG, but, but that feeling of being the yeah, team that but was... It's harder and seven. harder, because
2: Celtic now are now trying to get to the Champions League and compete in the Champions League with the budget of Derby County. Mm. So would you expect Derby County to get even get to the Europa League group stages? Of course you wouldn't. But that's what Celtic's Celtic expectation is. The fans expect Celtic to go to the Champions League and compete, but the reality is they've got Derby County's budget. That's... Brutal as it sounds. Yeah. Um so the Europa League is, is a slightly more maybe comfortable environment, but it doesn't make it any it's not any easier either.
1: Um, so, so if I was to if I was to nail you down and ask you for a prediction on whether or not you think Celtic could get out of the group before it even kicks off, what would you think? I think they'll get out of the group. I think Celtic will
2: I think they could win their home games. I think they can win their home games and, and beat I think they'll maybe maybe win two or three at home, maybe draw another one and, and pick up a win in, in Norway. I think I think ten points maybe I think it was is it achievable. I'll go for 11
0: points. Uh, one more draw away from home and you think they'll get out of the group with that I,
2: oh definitely just as well we've not got the two Red Bull teams playing the last game of the, the campaign exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. what, what can go be, wrong <laughs> um, there'd be all kinds of uproar if that happened yeah so the Celtic play against uh, Salzburg in the, in the last game of the campaign thankfully so we'll avoid the kind of Austria-Germany 82 World Cup um, <laughs> two teams
1: seeing the same results to get to get through uh, with the Red Bull team um, before all that kicks off obviously it's back to league action against St Mirren with our new manager um, I, I mean, you know it. Well, there was two Celtics very much that played last year. Um, they turned up for the big games, and then in the run of the mill games, it was quite a drab affair from time to time. Do you think Celtic have turned a corner now after beating Rangers? I just think the overall threat level of Rangers is is real, and
0: Celtic won't be able to coast the way they did. Some of those games were. Uh, reminiscent Gordon Strachan used to have a lot of those games Yeah, he really kind of the players had never met each other before <laughs> the game and it was surprising obviously the standards wrote so there was a lot of games like that last season I'd be amazed if it was the same I think there's a lot of guys on the fringes that might get opportunities these games between the Europa League play well I would fancy Celtic to be too much for St Mern. but as always you get a bounce from a new manager you comes in I think a lot of the players maybe were alienated under Stubbs they'll be desperate to show that they want to prove they're good enough for St Merlin good enough to compete in the Premiership so that should be a good game
2: I I think Celtic especially the next month or so could do with getting up ahead of steam domestically I mean last year I don't think they won three games in the the bounce last season which is incredible you think about it really Um, so they need to build up ahead of steam I think Celtic could do with some really kind of impressive performances just to get I mean, obviously, they've still, still got the kind of the, the boost from, from beating Rangers, but they still need to get some, some momentum on the home front, I think. Um, the points dropped last season was unacceptable for a Celtic side, really. Oh yeah. it was it 11, 11, 12 games out of, out of the. Uh, it was a third of the games I, I think he dropped it more points than Ronnie Diamond. Oh, think yeah, so no, end up, yeah. Wins,
0: 24 wins in the league last season. And that wouldn't win, so them, that that wouldn't win them the league this season. So a third,
2: a, no. a third of the games they dropped points in last season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and still, both There was the feeling. That points. There was yeah. the feeling that they could have kicked on and, and won a lot of the games that if needed to. But I think just in terms of the entertainment factor for yeah. punters, I think exactly. Th- yeah. Especially the home games. I think I think but the home games last year were, were fairly grim at
0: times. Yeah, I think the Hamilton game still hints towards that. I know it ended up 1-0 and without Dembele, even with uh, we did quite well. That's good. Good. Well, before we mentioned <laughs> this, and mirror <then laughs> well. I think we've done quite well. But I think that really? problem still exists. where Celtic times struggle to break teams down at home especially I think away it's been slightly easier but then tail end of last season there's a few away games that were uh, tough watch as well so
1: we'll I think we'll wait and see it's Friday night football I quite enjoy the Friday uh, night, enjoy night football games. I enjoy that
2: yeah it's been interesting to see something under their the, the new gaffer Owen Kearney and, um, I remember speaking to him a few years ago actually but I think it was during you know, one of these um, Kenny Shields scandals when he's involved in and he's, he's, he's um, Kenny's his father law. And he was he was telling us about how Kenny would be sitting around the even at Christmas dinner and he said, Didn't he just have the salt and paper um, formations on the table, he had the turkey involved as well? shifting <laughs> 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 turkey. I don't know who the turkey was, mind you. Um so interesting, he seemed like a nice guy. Um uh, I think he's taken he's it's a big step up from by I mean he's done really well in Ireland and um but it's a big step up I mean I think he was a PE teacher till last week mm-hmm. <laughs> did I read that right? was yeah, he? yeah, ah, yeah. Geez. It's part of the part of the decision to take the job was to, to, to quit his job as a teacher I mean, it's part time mm-hmm. um, I think people forget that sometimes with the, the Irish game we awesome. we've done it before and got Irish managers and realised and I come from part time football to full time so he's going to have to adapt to being a full time manager um, mm-hmm. but listen everyone you speak to seems to, to rate him really highly uh, this is a chance for him to make to make an impression Um like I said, the just fell apart very quickly under, under Alan Stubbs. I think. Um by all accounts, did the, the Brian Clough, stick your medals in the bin? Routine, that, that was that was we all, we all know does it work. <laughs> that was peculiar, wasn't it? How quickly it all seemed to collapse or something. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's old Brian Clough. Took, I don't, I don't <laughs> care how you won them, um, which is a bit of Campbell, a team that was coming up with oh, me. crap. Campbell also
0: probably had quite a fall as well. He's pretty unique the way he goes about his work. So he was well acid. loved at St Mirren. They all loved him. Yeah. As it's well. what I was
1: saying
2: about about Rodgers and, and, and Scott Brown. You can add, yeah, they either hug these guys. I put the boat gun through them. He went for the boat <laughs> gun option. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, Done, and the ones they bought weren't that great so um, they've got a lot of work to get back to, to um, where they were last season um, but I, I think Celtic were too strong for them if, if you think know after, after the international break but what did you have
1: some I think this is an important game for Celtic to show that they have turned the corner because as we we all know that they can turn it on against Rangers but like you were saying it's, it's, like it's these games sometimes that you need, to, you need to carry that momentum and carry the performance through and and show that yeah, you're, you're really here for the yeah. The, league. Prob-
2: the problem itself to it is perception. I mean, uh, yeah. I think if, if people were told at the start of the year they'll, they'll have a thirteen million pounds and a half on loan, they'll make twenty odd, twenty million pounds for Dembele. Um, I think, and, and you'll keep, and you'll, you'll sign Edward for a club record fee, um, and you'll keep Cham, uh, maybe Boniata, etc. I think, I think most people would have thought that's that's a good window. Yeah, but because of the, the absolute shambles to get to that point, I think the perception is that Celtic were in crisis and they're struggling. I saw against Rangers, that was the same team that beat Rangers five 0 last yeah. year. Um, it could do a wee bit freshen not if they knows that. So there's Roddy and Rodgers. but they're, they're still in decent shape. They're still weighing weighing above the strongest side in, in Scotland. that was shown in the last game, um, but they need to get ahead of steam up. Yeah, um, and just to, to alter that perception, I think that's
1: that's that's the first task. That's all from us. We'll be back next week with more news and analysis from all things Celtic. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can tweet us at record underscore sport. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or ACAST to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review and a rating for us as well. Thanks for listening.